On the Pasuk Ve'ele Toilis Yitzchok, the Medrash says that the Vav Ve'ele is coming to add something to that which was said previously. It's a con- continuation to what the Psukim were just talking about. What were the Psukim talking about just before Parsha's Toildois? It was talking, it was speaking about Bnei Yishmael, the children of Yishmael. And therefore, this Pasuk is now saying Ve'ele Toildis Yitzchak, referring to Esav and his children, Esav being the son of Yitzchak, Meaning that the Eila Toldis Yitzchak is mainly referring to Esav, who's a Russia, just like what the Pasek was speaking about earlier, the children of Yishmoel, Yishmoel and his children. In fact, this is why the word Toldis says Chaser, meaning it's missing a Vav, to exclude Yaakov from these Rishoyim, so that when it says the Eila Toldis, it's not referring, not going to include Yaakov in this category, rather only Esav, who's a continuation to Yishmoel and his children. The Rebbe asks, since the Medrash is explaining the Eila Toldis on Esav, that means that somehow the main emphasis in the Pasuk, according to Medrash, is on Esav rather than Yaakov, this seems to be very strange. Number one, where do we find in our Sedra that there should be an emphasis more on Esav than on Yaakov, for which we'll say that this is why we're saying the Eila Toldis Yitzchak is particularly referring to Esav? More importantly, how could we even say that the Eilet Toildis Yitzchak, these are the children of Yitzchak, this is Esav and not Yaakov? As if Esav is the main one? Says the Rebbe, the general explanation is that the idea of Parshas Toildis is discussing the matters in the Avoid of Yitzchak. His children, his going to Gror, digging the wells, the Brochis of Yitzchak. And since the Chidush and Avoidus Yitzchak compared to Avoid of Avram, which is discussed in the earlier parshas, is specifically expressed in the spiritual relationship between him and Esav, and how that is different to the way Avram's relationship was with Yishmoel, as we'll see later in the Sichat length, this is why the Sedra starts off with Ve'ele Toldis Yitzchak, referring primarily to Esav, meaning to say that the name of the Sedra Toldis which means also the Toldis in the sense of his Avoidah, the Avoidah of Yitzchak and so on, is going to be mainly noticeable in Ve'ele Toldis, referring to Esav, as just said, in the special relationship and the attitude between Yitzchak and Esav as opposed to Avram and Yishmoel. Says the Rebbe, in the difference between Yishmoel's connection to Avram and Esav's connection to Yitzchak, we find what seems to be two opposites. On the one hand, Yishmoel spiritually is closer to Avram than Yitzchak is to, than Esav is to Yitzchak. Yishmoel does tshuva during his father's lifetime. Makes sense to say that this was under the influence of Avram. Esav, on the other hand, doesn't do tshuva. Under, in fact, according to Chazal, brought in Rashi in our parsha, even to the moment of his death, he's trying to stop Yaakov from being buried in the Ma'oras Hamachpelah. On the other hand, regarding Yishmoel, we say Avram, Yotzo, Nifrod. Yishmoel goes out and separates from Yishmoel. Yishmoel doesn't have the din of a Yisroel, of a Yid. And therefore, he's not even the Yoresh. He doesn't even inherit from Avram, even after he does tshuva. As the Pasuk says, Lo Yirash ben the son of this maidservant will not inherit together with Yitzchak. Whereas Esav, even though I said before, he was also separated, Yotza, he went out and he separated, left Yitzchak's way, Yitzchak Yotza Mimenu Esav, nevertheless it's in a way that we still consider Esav a Yisroel, although a Yisroel Mumor. 
So yes, he's a heretic and so on, but he is a Yisrael. And in fact, he's considered a Yoresh, as the Pasuk says, regarding Seir, which was one of the places promised to Avraham Avinu, Esav gets it as a Yerusha, Yerusha la Esav Nasati. Now simply we would say the reason for this would be, is because the fact that Yishmoel is not considered a Yid, and that he's not a Yoresh, would be because he is the son of a maidservant, and therefore as the Pasuk emphasizes, the son of this maidservant cannot inherit together with the son of Sarah, whereas Esav is the son of Rivka. However, says the Rebbe, from the fact that some of the Bnei Yaakov are also the Bnei Shvachis sons of maidservants, and nevertheless, we say regarding Yaakov, Mitosoy, Shalema, that all of his sons are considered the children of Yaakov and Sadikim and so on, not like Avram and Yitzchak, where Yishmoel and Esav left them. It's understood that before Matan Torah, even the child of a maidservant could have the Geder of a Yid and be a child that inherits. So if that's the case, we're back to square one to the original question. What is the difference between Yishmoel and Esav? As a result of which, Esav has a din of a Yisroel, and as opposed to Yishmoel, even though on the other hand, as we said, it's specifically Yishmoel that does tshuva and not Esav. From all of this, says the Rebbe, it's obvious that Esav's connection to Yitzchak is somehow a deeper connection than Yishmoel has to Avram, such a connection that's not even dependent on his tshuva. So to explain the Rebbe says the special connection that Esav has with Yitzchak is also hinted in a Maimar Chazal that says that the place where Esav's head was buried was in Yitzchak's chest. Seemingly, this seems to be very, very surprising. The din is that Ein Koivrin Rasha Eitzel Tzadik. We don't bury a Rasha next to a Tzadik. To such a degree that there's a story in the Nevi'im and as the Gemara explains it, that when on a particular incident, in a particular instance, the body of a Novi Sheker was thrown into the grave of Elisha, in order that he shouldn't be buried and stay next to Elisha, Hashem made a nest, a miracle, a nest of Tchiyas HaMesim, that this Novi Sheker stood up and became alive. If that's the case, how does it make sense that the head of Esav should be buried together with Yitzchak? Especially as Chazal themselves emphasize when speaking about this, saying, Reshay the Ace of Rashia, the head of Ace of Arasha. How does this make sense? So the explanation is the fact that Ace of is a Russia, that's as far as his goof is concerned. In other words, the Ace of the way we know him down here, that's the Russia. The head of Ace of, which is severed and removed from his body, from the lowliness of his body, is not a Russia. On the contrary, it has a connection to Yitzchak, and that's why we say that the head of Esav remains with Yitzchak. In other words, in simple words, what the Rebbe is saying over here is, in other words, we have the Esav the way he's down here, but we have the head, the Shoirish, the root of Esav. In the higher levels, there is a certain inner connection that always remains with Yitzchak. The Rebbe says, this is a similar idea to what Chassidus explains regarding the Satan. Regarding the Satan, we say that as the Satan, as his shoyrish, as his root is in the highest spiritual realm, the Gemara says that the Satan, 
together with Penina, that L'shem Shomayim Niskavnu. Just very briefly, the Satan is referring to the fact that he came to speak negatively about Eoiv, and the Gemara says that really he was doing it L'shem Shomayim. Penina is referring to the second wife of Elkano, and she was distressing Chano about the fact that she didn't have children. And the Gemara says both of them, Satan and Penina, really had Kavonis L'shem Shomayim. Nevertheless, says the Rebbe, it's all very nice to say that the Satan Uplamayla, in its highest root, has Kavanas L'shem Shamayim, but down here, as the Satan is lowered down, as the Satan comes down as a bad Malach, the Gemara says, Nasan Ein of B'migdash Rishon and Sheini Ve'echrivoi, the Satan looks at the base of Migdash and destroys it. It's exactly the opposite of having very nice and good intentions. That means that Chassidah says we sometimes have a situation that up in the root, something could be very good, the way it comes down here is a negative thing. So too by Esav. As Esav is born from Yitzchak, in other words, his head, his root, his source, on its own, that's very good, it's very holy. But the way it comes down later, connects to the body, clothes itself in the body of Esav, this is where you have ragom or complete bad, to such an extent that the spark of Kedusha can't even shine over there, similar to a posseg that says, Neir Rishoim Yidach, the candle of the Rishoim is flickering. In other words, as the ace of came down here, here there's no noticeable good anymore. And says the Rebbe, here is where we have the advantage of Esav over Yishmoel. Both Yishmoel and Esav being children of Avram and Yitzchak, even though they left them and separated from them, there's something remaining inside of them of the Koyachav. Especially that we say Tzadikim are similar and compared to the Creator, to the Eibishter. So just like the Eibishter, there's, the Eibishter is eternal. So even in the, in, in the handiwork, in the actions of Tzadikim are eternal and Kedusha, everlasting Kedusha, how much more so in their children. Says the Rebbe, in other words, what's happening over here is that inside of Yishmoel and Esav, there is being brought out and expressed the ideas, the Kedusha of Avram and Yitzchak. However, this is already referring to the Kedusha of Avram and Yitzchak as it is expressing itself and relating to the world outside of Kedusha. That's the world of, of and the place of Yatsamimenu. In other words, simply put, there is Avram and Yitzchak in their own holy Avoidah. Esav and Yishmoel are representing already the realm outside of the world of Kedusha and how they are in some way connected or disconnected, as we'll see, from Avram and Yitzchak. So the Rebbe says the difference between them, in which way it's expressed, the Pu'ula of the Avois, this is where we're going to have the difference, the effect of the Avois. By Yishmoel, it was in a way that the fact that he was in some way still connected to Avram, the influence of Avram had on him, was that he should do tshuva. On the other hand, even after he does tshuva, he still remains in his previous gather who he was, meaning he's not a yid, in his lack of deep connection to Avram. So yes, there is some influence of Avram in the fact that he does tshuva, but then there is a disconnect in the fact that he's not a yid. Whereas by Esav, it's the other way around. Even though, as far as his goof was concerned, is even lower than Yishmael. He doesn't do tshuva. But as we said before, Reishe, if we want to look at his root as his source, as the head, the way it's removed from the goof, this is the one that remains always connected to Yitzchak. 
Before continuing this discussion about Avram and Yitzchak with Yishmoel and Esav, the Rebbe gives an example in Halacha in the difference between the connection of Yishmoel to Avram and Esav to Yitzchak. The Rebbe says that we could say that it's similar to the two explanations in two ways in the gather of Shlichos of appointing a Shliach. One explanation is that the Shliach is a complete separate entity for himself. However, the Torah says that the Mishaleach, the sender, by appointing this person as his agent, as his shliach, so he's now causing that the action that the shliach is going to do is going to be as if the Mishaleach himself did it. In other words, the action is being connected, is being attributed to the Mishaleach. But it's only the action. The shliach still remained a separate person. Another way of understanding shlichus is that the whole mitzvah of the shliach becomes like the mishaleach. And therefore automatically whatever he does is like the mishaleach doing it. The Rebbe doesn't go in over here so much in explaining the, 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 the way this connects to the previous part, but it seems like what the Rebbe is saying is, in other words, Yishmoel, yes, he's influenced by Avram and he's going to be doing things because of Avram. That's like the first way of shlichus. On the other hand, Esav, in a certain sense, has a much deeper connection to Yitzchak, like the Shliach that's taking the place of the Mishaleach. Says the Rebbe, this difference between the children of Avram, which is Yishmoel, and Yitzchak, this child is Esav, is, goes and along with the same idea of the difference between Avram and Yitzchak's own way of Avoidah. The difference between the Avoidah of Avram and the Avoidah of Yitzchak, Avram's avoida, we know, is bederach melmailolomata. It was about drawing down, revealing elikus down here in the lowliest places. Yitzchak's avoida, on the other hand, was mimatolomailo, to refine the world, to lift it up above. We find this difference in their avoidas, in a simple way. Avram Avinu is involved in bringing recognition and knowledge of elikus to the very, very lowliest type of people even to Arabs that were bowing down to the dust of their feet, that they too should come to recognize the Abishta's greatness. Yitzchak, on the other hand, we find that his avoider was digging wells. What is the idea of digging a well? Taking off the dust, the earth, the stones, the wood that are covering on the fresh water, that are deep down inside the ground. But Pnimius, this represents an avoider of refining the lowly world of its lowliness, of its grubkite, of its coarseness, so that it should be able to be felt inside of it, the, the mokor, the source, the chayis aliki, the godly energy inside of it. Now, of course, each one of these ways, or has a certain benefit, a certain advantage over the other. When we speak about drawing down what's happening is, you have the mato, you have the lowly place, and it is being influenced, it is being illuminated by the Milo. But it's not that the Mato itself is changing. In other words, it's just being illuminated by something greater and higher than it. In our case by Avram, the fact that these Arabs are calling out Kael Olam, it's not that they now became people, it's their Chiddush, as if this became their Indian. That, and we, because of their own essence and because of their own Mitzvahs they're holding there. But rather, as the Pasuk says, Vayakri, Avram made them call out. 
In other words, it's something that's always relating back to Avraham Avinu. Again, this is not the Rebbe saying this right now, but just going back to the previous section, like the Shliach we said, the Shliach is doing something, but it's always being called that the Mishaleach did it. And back to the Sikh. And therefore, even though Avram, yes, he brought about that these, that these Arabs should recognize the Abishta's greatness, but they were never lifted up from their lowliness. In other words, as far as their own Metzius is concerned, they always remained on their lowly level, the same Arabs as they were before. However, Yitzchak Savoida is about Allah, Mimatolomailo. What does that mean? What he's achieving is that the lowly world should be connected to Alikus in a way from the Mato itself. In other words, that the lowly Indian should become changed, should become elevated, should get a connection to Alikus. Like the idea of what happens when a well is being dug. What are we doing? You're not bringing and pouring in fresh water into this well. You're not bringing in fresh water from somewhere else. It's about digging and revealing the Mayim Chaim that are hidden within the earth and within the well itself. On the other hand, there is still a certain advantage in the Hamshacha Milmailo Lamato, bringing it down from above, like Avram's way, over Mimato Lamailo of Yitzchok's way. That is, by the Hamshacha Milmailo Lamato, the bottom line is that the Oireliki is actually reaching, going down to the lowest place as this Mato, as this low thing, is remaining in its place, who he is, how he is with his own lowliness. Like Avram Avinu, we said he brought the recognition of the greatness of the Abishta even to the Arabs as they remain who they are. Whereas by, when we speak about Halom, it means that we need to go away from the lowly state, lift up, becoming lifted up to Elikos, leaving all the lowliness, and therefore the lowliness by itself of its own was never really illuminated. It's always about, you need to leave the Gashmias, you need to leave the lowliness. The lowliness itself was not actually transformed. Says the Rebbe, this is also the difference now in the, in, between Avram and Yitzchak in the Seder of their avoida, of their conduct and so on. What do we find? Avram Avinu goes out of Eretz Yisrael. He lowers himself down into Mitzrayim in the limitations and the constraints of Chutz Laretz. He's illuminating even places like Chutz Laretz. What about Yitzchak? Yitzchak is not allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. Yitzchak is considered an Oilot Mima. That means... He is only able to be involved with. He is only able to deal with that part of the world, which is Eretz Yisroel, which is elevated already, and not in the lowliness of Chutz Laaretz. In other words, because of his, based on his avoid, the Chutz Laaretz is just completely out of the realm of the Eirak Dusha. So again, just to summarize the point, Avram, the Milo is that it's shining down into the lowliest place as it remains a lowly place. Yitzchak, on the other hand, is an advantage that it's taking things from the lowliest places and elevating them, but the lowliness of the low place itself always remains low. In other words, it's about leaving that lowly place. And a place like Chutz Laaretz is just completely out of the realm of Yitzchak. It's, for anything to happen, things need to leave the lowliness and be elevated to Kedusha. Says the Rebbe, now we could start understanding the difference between Yishmoel and Esau. This difference between the avoid of Avram and Yitzchok is also going to be the difference between, the reason for the difference in their children between Yishmoel and Esau. As far as Avram's avoid is concerned, what would happen is 
that his children, as even as they are in the lowliest place, so for example, in this case, the child of the maidservant, and Yotzel Letar Busroi went on a bad path. Avram of Venus Hashpo is even able to reach there and to affect him that he should do tshuva. Because he reaches to the lowest place. And it's for this reason that Avram didn't take the idea of that this child is a child of a maidservant as a contradiction to his own avoida. On the contrary. That's exactly what his avoid is about. There's some place very, very low. I'm going to bring oir even down there. And so too, in regards to his toilets, that Avram Avinu is able to see in Yishmoel, even in the lowliest place, he's able to reach there and be poil that Yishmoel should also do the right thing. And as Avram Avinu says, Lu Yishmoel Yichil of he wants that even Yishmoel should have the union of Yira. However, since it's all based on the Ashpah, and the pu'ula of the activities of Avram Avinu. And as the Pasuk says, Mishamais Avram, once Avram passes away, we say by Yishmael Nafal, then suddenly he loses his whole high darga. In other words, Yishmael himself was never really lifted up to the level of Avram. It was all Avram shining down to Yishmael. But as far as Yishmael himself is concerned, his own Metzius, he was separated, he was removed from Avram. And therefore, he doesn't, he doesn't remain as a Yorish, as an heir to Avram, especially according to the explanation that says that a Yorish, an heir, actually is taking the place of the Moirish. Yishmoel is definitely not in that category. Yishmoel always remained in his lowly state. He was never elevated to be part and parcel of Avram. But what's the idea of Yitzchak? Yitzchak is about that the Mato itself should be lifted up, and so too in regards to his children. That as they are born, they are connected even with Sadvert's Metzius. They are connected to Yitzchak's Darga. And this is why, because of his Avoida, there's no room for an Amma, for a maidservant. For a maidservant whose toilders, whose children on their own, wouldn't be Shaykhs to his Darga. So what happens to his child? Esav is his child, and therefore Esav in his very essence is a Yisroel. Yes, he's a Yisrael Mumor, but he's a Yairish, he's connected to Yitzchak. But as said before, that this is only as far as Reishay Esav, this is only the head of Esav, the upper part of Esav, the Shairish of Esav, as Esav is on its own. But as the head of Esav is connected with the Guf, that means as it comes down into the lowliness of the world itself, here we say that Yotza, he's separated from Yitzchak, and that he doesn't have a connection to the Oyer of Kedusha, he doesn't even do Tshuva, and therefore we actually say that the Klippa of Esav is even worse than the Klippa of Yishmoel. So just a little bit to summarize some of the Inyonim that we spoke about, so just to briefly uh, give over the general idea before continuing. We have an avoid of Mulmailo Lamato and Mulmato Lamailo. I'm just summarizing here, this doesn't say clearly in the Sicha, this is the summary of what we said. We have two ideas. On the one hand, there's a tremendous mile in, uh, advantage of mile lamato. And that is that the oil is shining down to the lowliest of the lowliest places. But that lowly place never in its essence is connected to the high place. It's only something from outside shining towards it. That's Avram and Yishmoel. So Yishmoel is being illuminated by Avram even in his lowly state. But he's not a child. And in fact, once Avram's Ashpa is, is over, then we say about Yishmoel that Nofal. On the other hand, Esav is the other way around. 
Esav is the pshat is that in his very essence he has a connection to Yitzchak. And therefore there's nothing that could ever separate him completely, completely. Because this is the idea of the Avoidah, we're going to find in the lowliest place, we're going to find the Mayim Chaim, as we said. However, the problem is, that yes, that's Mitzad the Etzem and the Shoyrish, but Pnimis, it's all there. But practically, the lowliness itself of Esav remains low, and therefore he doesn't even end up doing Tshuva, because there was never that sense of, him being, because I said before, from Yitzchak's point of view, the lowliness itself has absolutely no room. Yitzchak is going to deal with things as they were elevated to a higher place. Says the Rebbe further in the Sikha, these two ways of Avda Avoid of Avram and Yitzchak are a preparation to the Avoid of Yaakov, who combines both of these levels together, both of Avram and of Yitzchak. Yaakov Avinu was and did his Avoid even in Chutzloretz. He let himself down into the lowly place like Avram Avinu did. But at the same time, what does he do? He doesn't only illuminate the lowly place like Avraham Avinu did, but actually he makes out of the lowly place, within the lowly place. That's where he sets up his shvatim. That's where he has his children in a way of mitose shlema. And in fact, he's even for this reason, he's even able to take the shvachos, these maidservants, because as far as the avoid of Yaakov is concerned, even the children of the shvachos, of these maidservants, can be shvatim, they can be branches of the tree, can be part of Yaakov, and furthermore, they can even be called Shifte Yudke, the Shvatim of Hashem. Says the Rebbe, according to all of this, we can now understand why a very big portion of the Sedra of Toildois, which as we said before, according to the Medish, is referring to Esau, is speaking about the preparations leading up to the Brachis of Yitzchak, and the actual Brachis, because this is also expressing the Avoid of Yitzchak, specifically in connection to Esau. The reason why Yitzchak wants to bench Esav, even though he knows what Esav is all about, is because, as the Pasuk says, Tzayid Befiv. Tzayid Befiv literally is referring to that which he hunted is in his mouth. But what that means is, this is related to what we said before, about the head of Esav, about the Shoyr Shemokar of Esav. The tzayid is referring to the fact that inside of Esav there's swallowed up some very, very great sparks that are inside of him. Like we know that there's certain great geirim that came out of Esav, the neshama of Unkul Sageir, Reb Meir, and so on. And since the avoid of Yitzchak is about digging the wells, as discussed earlier in the Sedra, to dig, to find the mayim chayim that are hidden in the depths of the earth. So what's Yitzchak trying to do? By giving the brachas to Esav, he wants to dig, he wants to reveal within Esav that Mayim Chaim, those holy sparks that are really, in essence, are there in the head, in the source of Esav. And how Yitzchak sees Esav, he's actually deserving of it. However, Yatsami Menu Esav, the way Esav is down here, not as he is in his source. He's actually not a keli right now for these brachas. And these brachas needed to be given to Yaakov, and only he has eventually the koyach, to elevate Esav. Says the Rebbe the of all of this simply is, if even Esav Arosha, who is before Matan Torah, has the title of a Yisrael because he is the son of Yitzchak, notwithstanding the fact that he was a Mumar, and if Yitzchak was trying so hard to reveal inside of him and to dig with inside of him, his Pnimius, how much more so by Yidin after Matan Torah, that the Koyach and the Chayas of every single Yid, notwithstanding no matter what situation he finds himself in. As the Pasuk says, Anoichi Avayid, the Pnimius of every single Yid, is connected to the Eibishter. 
Especially as Yidin, that even the Yidin that are not the way they're supposed to be. So in in Bechitsoinius at least, are much, much higher than Esav. In addition to the fact that these days most of the Yidin that are in that way are considered a Tinoik Shanishba. So how much more so that we have to dedicate ourselves so much to be Makariv all of these Yidin. Even those that are so far from Yiddishkeit. We need to dig. And we need to dig until we find it. Until we get there. And reveal in them the Mayim Chayim that exists inside of each and every Yid. At the same time the Rebbe says we also must be careful in the way we are Makariv people. As the Mishnah says, Oyev is You have to love every person. You need to make sure you're bringing them close to the Torah. You need to lift them up to the Torah, not chas v'shalom. Bring the Torah down to the people. In other words, you're not allowed to make any compromises in Torah and mitzvahs. Even if you think that through that you might get someone closer to Torah and mitzvahs. The truth is that the Torah is everlasting forever and ever. Torah never changes. Nothing is ever added, nothing is, nothing is ever taken away, and therefore you can never make any compromises. In fact, says the Rebbe, this is hinted in the Rashi in the beginning of the Parsha. Rashi says on the word ve'ele toildois, that this refers to Yaakov and Esav that are mentioned further in the Parsha. In other words, which Esav is considered the toildois of Yitzchak? The Esav, the way he's in the Parsha. The Esav, the way he's in Torah. The one who Yaakov is going to be mevarer according to the ways of Torah, according to the instructions that are said in the Torah. And the way, says the Rebbe, to look at every single Yid is as he is, as we said before, his reshe, his head. In other words, looking at him in his source. Then you won't see his lowliness. Then you won't see his chitsoini, his dika state. Rather, you only see how he is in his elevated state of his very etzem, of the very pnimius of who he really is. That from that point of view, every single Yid is shayich and every single Yid wants to fulfill all of Torah and therefore we'll do everything we can to lift up every single yid and to be makarif to the Abishter, to the Toy and the Abishter's Torah and Mitzvahs, to the complete Torah.